Hello and welcome to Bizwell. It's Melissa Botello and I'm so excited today. I convinced two of my friends and I'm so honored to call you friends. Holly and Anne-Marie are here today to talk about storytelling. Fabulous women. Okay, I won't do justice. I just told you this. So introduce yourself. Tell our listeners who you are, what you do, and I'll tell them how amazing you are. Uh, well, thank you very much. My name is Anne-Marie Hoftailing, and I'm the co-founder of Story Imprinting. And we teach the neuroscience application and structure of storytelling to companies. So how they integrate narrative into marketing, into business development, narrative leadership, coaching, um, recruiting, and any element to humanize business and make people more influential and powerful in the context of their business through storytelling. I'll turn it over to my, my learned yeah. colleague over here, Holly Amaya. Holly. Hello. Hi. So my name's Holly Amaya, and I'm with Anne-Marie, co-founder of Story Imprinting. My background is as a journalist um, and a lawyer, and for the last six years as a media strategist. And one of the things that's really struck me is Anne-Marie and I have been building out this company and going and training large companies um, in the Bay Area and also building a digital platform for the company is that, you know, what I do, public relations, is a lot of messaging, right? Mm -hmm. Companies want to know how they can get their message out to the public in the most economical and impactful way possible. But none of that matters if the people in the company don't understand how to use this tool in day-to-day -day interactions, whether talking about what they do mm -hmm. or what the company does. Um, so that is what we do, and we are so excited to be here. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you. Well, we're going to talk today about storytelling. Why now? Why you? And I, I love that you're, what you said in the beginning, humanizing business um, and really bringing that story in. So where do you start with your customers and how do they come to you? What's their need, mm -hmm. you know, and how we may need this. So usually what happens is it can be for a lot of the tech world who is growing rapidly. There's a lot, you know, I think it would surprise people that it's not typically the marketing department we're working with. It's often product and design. Mm -hmm. They have to move internal stakeholders and they have a lot of data and information, but they don't necessarily know how to package that information in a story. And what we know to be true about humans and their brains is when you use story, you're more influential. Mm -hmm. And so when you're using storytelling, you're working with human nature. When you're not using it, you're working against human nature and you're making it harder. So people generally find us because um, they know in, inherently that they need to be better at sharing their story or they're trying to move people. We work with GCs of companies, of you know shared economy companies, who are looking to figure out um, how to tell their story better to legislators um, and how to lobby better for what they do. So really at the end of the day, they're coming to us usually and finding us because there's some element they know that they're not optimized, their communication is not optimized because mm -hmm. they're they're not tapping in nor do they know how to cascade this skill down. And so, and typically we go in and we do live training. Um, we're currently, as Holly mentioned, working on a digital product, but at present we do it live. So sometimes it's a retreat, sometimes it's a couple hours, sometimes it's one hour, sometimes it's half a day. It just all depends. And what would you say, you know, the two or three goals or perspectives that someone could come away with at, if they've taken this course, you know, what are the top two or three things? It's easy to say, tell stories. We all know the quote with from my 
Um, Maya Angelou. Thank you. <laughs> you know, it's not what you say, it's how you make people feel, mm-hmm. right? So what are the two or three things that are tangible that people could lock on to and say, you know, I'm going to go to this course, this is what I'm going to learn? I would say the first point, Anne-Marie already touched upon, um, you know, we have so much information that comes mm-hmm. at us from all sides, right? Social media is, I think, a big, and 24-hour news right. networks are, are largely at, at the heart of that. But we have access to more information now than ever before, right? The sh- sheer data and numbers is not what moves people. And we talk about this in our training. We have a couple of really great examples of, you know, climate changes is one mm-hmm. great option. We have trained um, CERC, which is the part of the Smithsonian Institution, oh, wow. and uh, gone and talked to hundreds of, of the world's leading climate change researchers, right? And why would those people need storytelling training, mm-hmm. right? They have all of this great information that very persuasively should should show you that climate change is real and we should be worried about it. Um, and yet we know that that's not a, an opinion that is necessarily widely shared. Right. Um, they came away from this training being able to see, okay, it's not this pages and pages and reams of data and numbers that's going to move people. It's telling the story of one fisherman, right, in Louisiana who hasn't for, for the first time in generations been able to feed his family, mm. right? So it's the story of one polar bear who's, you know, right. who loses her cub because she can't get food to him. That, it's, it's, that is what triggers an emotional response mm. in people. So I would say that. I also, I also personally continue to find the neuroscience piece of what we do just fascinating. Um, and I see it when we go in and train large groups of people. It's like a light bulb comes on when they hear. There is science that backs what happens when I tell a story to you, mm-hmm. what happens in your brain and my brain, right? We're actually, we are meshed together. Whereas if I throw you a bunch of data points, mm-hmm. you know, and numbers, you might remember the numbers that I've given you at the end of the day, but you're certainly not going to remember them in two weeks. If I tell you a story to illustrate right. those, you're going to latch onto that and be able to remember. How much time do you spend in these trainings uh, on the science piece? Because as you're talking this through, I'm thinking about my company. There's a lot of engineers there mm-hmm. and they're, they're not going to buy this until they hear the science. So do you have, and do you tailor it depending on the company, how much time you spend on the science piece? Yeah, the science piece is critical to all of the audience we serve because all of the audience we serve are typically educated technical people. Mm-hmm. And it's not life according to us. It's this is how the human experience um, is. So the first portion of the training is dedicated to that science, to what ha- the oxytocin that's released in the brain, mm-hmm. to Yuri Hassan's work and the synchronization of the brain, and all of, and how the brain is engaged. Because we know that those elements are also critical to what's required for persuasion. Right. And so that these two things are talking to one another, and the singular is what makes something universal. Telling somebody that we know from doing research on half a million people that this is true isn't what actually moves people. To Holly's point, it's the story of one of one man trying mm-hmm. to feed his family, one mother polar bear trying to feed her son, um, so the, her cub. So that's kind of that neuroscience piece is crucial. It's it's the foundational piece for every single training or even keynote that we do because I think you have to understand that in order to be able to commit to telling the story. Otherwise, it's like, well, I've got this other great piece of data and information. And, you know, my joke all the time is I'll look at presentations and I think, who's your audience? They'll say attorneys. I'm like, human attorneys? Because, like, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter who they are. And we fancy ourselves, all of us, well, we're very intellectual and analytical people. But in fact, 
It is the narrative of those facts that once we kind of commit to is what actually moves us. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you make a good point. I think a lot of us go into presentations and we're thinking about the outcome we want to achieve, but we're not thinking about the stories. We're thinking about the data and the, mm-hmm. and the facts, right? It's all about the facts. And then we, we miss the mark. And we have all been to those presentations where it's like a slide full of text, right? right? And everybody's just reading the text the whole time and not actually listening to what you're saying. And if you go to any of our presentations, there's very little on those slides. I mean, there's some nice graphics. There's a couple of key, you know, words, words. or points. But the story is really what's what's driving mm-hmm. um, the narrative. Absolutely. So what tips would you have for people in corporate worlds or elsewhere mm-hmm. putting that presentation together from like max number of slides to max words on the slide? Any tips you can give the folks? Yeah, I mean, a couple things. I would say attorneys in particular love text. They like a slide that's top to bottom with text. And I will always say to them, am I supposed to read that in the audience or are you going to read that? (laughs) And they usually kind of go, I don't know. Get rid of that much text and trust that you are an expert. They don't, you, you can give that in a handout. You can give links after the fact and go through your slides and figure out what story am I telling? Even when I've worked with like forensic accountants, perfect example, I'll get a slide, you know, slide five, and I'm looking at this very complex graph and they're describing what's going on in that graph to which I will say, did this happen to humans? And they'll say, yeah, it happened to a brother and sister. They owned this $20 million company. I'm like, great. I want you to tell me that story. So you have to find the narrative spine Mm. in that. And and it's always there. People think that somehow what they do doesn't have narrative. The truth of the matter is all data is telling a story. Right. And, you know, I, I say this all the time. If you talk to healthcare workers, they are the first to tell you that a pamphlet full of statistics about how to, you know, if you smoke or eat wrong or do whatever is going to damage you is the least effective for human behavioral change. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. And so when you're going through a presentation examining for yourself, is this slide moving us forward what is it there for? What are you trying to do? Is mm-hmm. this getting me closer to that idea of emotional um, emotional impact, trust, because you need trust and authority? More information is not what builds trust and authority. It's your comfort to navigate that data mm-hmm. and sit in the story a little bit. And the other thing I would say, the big mistake people make is they there's this thing which we don't have time to go in called the peak end rule. And I think people end presentations terribly. And what they often do is go, does anybody have any questions? Thank you. And, and everybody stares at them with like big glazed donut eyes and then they're like, no, no questions. Okay, well, we'll just go. Thanks. Maybe let's <laughs> know or email us or call. It's a ter- like you, they are always worried about starting strong, but the truth is what imprints in the human brain and memory is how you end. Okay, so what would be a great ending? A great story. So I always end in a story. Always. And normally people are crying but they end a story. I bet. <laughs> Sometimes they do. We had a, we I had a um, open mic storytelling night in San Francisco last week, and uh, it was phenomenal. We did it in partnership with Ask Rabbit, and we had a group of people come, and we just selected them from the audience to tell a story about a theme. The theme was on the road. And it was so funny. Anne-Marie ended with a story that I love, um, and I look over, and a woman who I actually went to college with, who now works in the Bay Area, had come, and she's just sobbing, sobbing, right? And, I, and I'm watching that. I mean, I've heard the story a million times, too, and I cried every time that I've heard it. And it's just this stunning example of 
that is what everybody remembers. Right. Is that, is that the peak of the experience and the end. And I've seen it now, you know, so many times um, in our trainings and it, it, it works. It works. Right? I like it. I wrote so you that ask, down. You, you ask for the questions and then you end the story. Yeah. Ask the questions. Yeah. Ask if anybody has any questions and then finish with, I just want to leave you with some, la- some parting thoughts. And what I always tell people too is I think that there's this misunderstanding that story takes longer. It's not true. Mm-hmm. That story that I use every time, it's probably told in, I don't know, two, three minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can elongate it sometimes or shorten it depending on the timing. But the impact is the greatest mm-hmm. when there's narrative at the end. I'm sure she'll never forget that story. Mm-hmm. I'll have to hear it. I'm not sure that I've heard it, but now I'm so intrigued. We'll tell you, yeah. we'll yeah. Tell you the story. Tell you. I will tell you the story. Okay. <laughs> yes. With some Kleenex in hand. Yeah, it. you can exactly. tell. Yeah, like happy to tell you the story anytime. Yeah. Well, this has been great. So we've talked about, gosh, so much. Where uh, could people find you? I know we're, we're short today and they will be back. Hopefully. Absolutely. On our Biswell show again. But if people wanted to find you to work with you, website, workshop. Storyimprinting.com is where you can find us and all of our social media is storyimprinting.com. And we do, we have a live event coming up in San Diego, oh, November 1st, oh. which will be a live story. Oh, just kidding. November 6th. I just made that up. I don't know why. So hopefully you can come and tell yes. the story. Are you around? You yeah, should come. I'm going to look. Uh, so it's open mic like yes. you did in San Francisco. Yes. We work downtown. I love this. Mm-hmm. So, and yes, and ask, you know, people, you know, your team, whatever. Because it's an, it's an interesting thing for people to do. I think the other thing that happens is, you know, if you just tell people, tell a story, people are like, nothing's ever happened to me in my life. Yeah. I just yes. wake up and eat my Cheerios and go to work. <laughs> I've never had one thing happen to right. me. But of course it has, and it's teaching people how to access that. And the other thing is, I always say, this story is an invitation. It's yeah. an opportunity for vulnerability for somebody to say, come a little closer, and uh-huh. I trust you. And there is no other mechanism that I know of that can do that so rapidly and powerfully a story. Story, I love it. I'm coming November 6th. Yes, you are. Yeah, so where else? So they can find you, you just said online, mm-hmm. um, individually, you mm-hmm. guys have social media or yep. anything? Yep. Holly Amaya, at Holly Amaya is me. And I'm always at Trails Not Paths. That's oh, mine. Trails Not Paths. Mm-hmm. I love it. Thank you. And I was thinking for the next episode we do, you both have done some pivots in your mm-hmm. professional and personal worlds. Oh, yes. And I think there are so many people out there, me included, like always looking for when to pivot, how to pivot, yeah. you know, and I think that would be a great story and or discussion on, you know, some of the examples that you all have gone through and you're now pivoting again because yeah. you're starting something new. So. Yeah, I'd yeah. love to. And all pivoting is telling your, retelling your story of why you're moving in this direction. So that too is the story you tell yourself about what you can or cannot do. True. And then it's also the story you're telling everybody about that transition. So it's the same, but yeah, we'd love to. Thanks for having Thank us. You, Thank you, Thank you. Thank you so much. And until next time, stay tuned to Biswell.